Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You're listening to Eye on the Community. I'm Vicki Pepper. Susan G. Komen is the only organization that addresses breast cancer on multiple fronts, such as research, community health, global outreach, and public policy initiatives in order to make the biggest impact against this disease. The 2022 Komen Inland Empire More Than Pink Walk takes place Sunday, October 9th at Town Square Park in Marietta. Here to tell us more is Jill Eaton, Executive Director of Inland Empire Susan G. Komen and Kara Adams, a breast cancer survivor. Thank you for joining me. Yay, we're so excited. Thank you so much for having us today. Jill, start by telling us about Susan G. Komen and how this nonprofit was started. Well, thank you. Susan G. Komen was founded on the promise made by two sisters, and it's named after Nancy Brinker's sister, Susan Komen. And Susan Komen passed away from metastatic breast cancer at the young age of, I think, 38. Mm -hmm. And she made a promise to her dying sister that she would do everything in her power to end breast cancer. Mm -hmm. And so her promise, she actually created a grassroots effort in gathering her friends and grabbing everybody that she knew to go ahead and create the foundation of Susan G. Komen. And it has grown from there. This year, we're celebrating 40 years of being Susan G. Komen. And so you have seen over the past 40 years that early detection has been key. Survival rates have increased. There's 3.8 million women living today from breast cancer. So you're seeing more survivors. You're also seeing more breakthrough treatment, but we still have more to go to end this disease. Our vision is to end breast cancer, and we hope that we're able to do that. What are some of the projects that Susan G. Komen is involved in? Well, Susan G. Komen does a lot of things within the communities that we serve, and we have a lot of programs, but we're most known for our breakthrough research. Komen has provided over a billion dollars in funding for Breakthrough Research. And Breakthrough Research helps everybody because if you're living with metastatic breast cancer, you will be living with this disease the rest of your life. And so you're on a treatment plan and a treatment program. And so it is through funding from Susan G. Komen that these women are able to live a better quality of life and that they're always able to receive the treatment that they need. This year, Susan G. Komen Inland Empire will be hosting their Inland Empire More Than Pink Walk on Sunday, October 9th at Town Square Park in Marietta. What does this raise money for and how can we get involved? 
Oh, wonderful. So the walk, yeah, is taking place on Sunday, October the 9th at Town Square Park in Marietta. And we're excited to all come together finally after two years. This will be our first time gathering together. And it's a wonderful event. Funding from the walk will help with research. It will also help with patient navigation. We also have a patient care center so that somebody that is facing breast cancer, they can go ahead and go to komen.org. Or if there's a loved one that is asking questions about what is happening to somebody that they're caring, that they would be able to look at questions that they may have if they're going to be helping that particular loved one or if they want to go to a doctor's visit there's information on that site it also helps fund our helpline and it also helps fund our financial assistance program and so much more education as well and so all the funds that are going to be raised at that walk will be going towards that and so it's you know our fundraising goal this year is $226,000 and we know that we could do it with the help of listeners so we're excited and we're going to get there. So the Susan G. Komen is a national organization, but the Susan G. Komen Inland Empire is a local affiliate. Am I? Do I have that correct? Very close. So we are a national organization, and I represent both the Riverside and San Bernardino County area for Susan G. Komen. Mm-hmm. And what can we expect from this walk? Oh, lots of fun. I mean, we have lots of sponsors. Some of our sponsors this year are Abbott, Pechunga Resort, Amazon, Temecula Valley Lexus and Toyota, IEHP, the city of Murrieta, ABC, and so many more. And what you can expect that day is that you're going to see 2,000 people gathered at the walk. We have Hope Village, which is sponsored by Amazon this year. And that's where our survivors will be able to gather before and after the walk. And I want to say survivors and thrivers, because if you're living with metastatic breast cancer, you recognize and identify as a thriver. So I want to make sure that the metastatic community understands that we realize that there are thrivers out there and we want you to join us as well. And that tent is probably one of the largest tents. There'll be over 300 people that will go in and out of Hope Village. We also have a VIP area. So anyone that raises $1,000 or more will be able to come in and out of that village. And then one of the favorites at the walk is called Team Village. And that's sponsored by Pachanga. And that area is where large teams gather that have raised over $2,500 or more. And it's pretty much like a tailgating activity. Correct me if I'm wrong, Kara, but it is like the party zone of our walk. (laughs) The More Than Pink Walk is my favorite walk that I do ever. I enjoy it every single time. And it's not just the fact that we're all kind of walking in unison trying to get rid of this disease. But it's like I look at somebody and she or he... We look at each other and we know what both people have gone through. Mm -hmm. It's like having a community, having a village, having people walk for you who don't even know you. You know, the shopping is amazing. Like, don't get it twisted. (laughs) (laughs) My best, more than pink stuff, even though it's always pink because that's now like my favorite color. (laughs) But I get my best jackets, my like everything I get. I get my socks. I get everything I need for the year. I get it at the Susan G. Komen More Than Pink Walk, and I love it. I spend tons of money that day. (laughs) Tons. Awesome. We also, this year, we're going to have like a pretty in pink boutique. Remember the hair braiding? So you'll get to have like your pink braid in your hair. 
Aww. So there's going to be lots of there's going to be lots of fun activities that are going to be there. Obviously, David from the morning show is going to be our announcer and DJ. So we're thrilled to have him be there. And then there's an opening ceremony that will start at 8 a.m. And there'll be a warm up produced by the Camp Transformation Center. I mean, we have so many fun things that are going to be taking place that day. And you see the best tutus. Like, oh. I, you see the best tutus. And I, whenever I see a guy in a tutu, I'm always like, we need to take a picture. Can you please take a picture with me? It just brings so much joy to my day to see how, like, people come out and support. And, like, you'll see dogs in tutus, yes. men, women, everything. It's just a really, really good time. It is definitely a sea of pink on that day. So, yeah, you see a lot of people coming together with their team signs mm-hmm. and you'll see them, you know, walking together. We have another team, which is the Laverne Firefighters Association, and they walk in their turnouts and they've turned their breathing apparatuses pink and oh. they will walk in the turnout. And then they also have T-shirts available for donation. And mm-hmm. typically that booth is pretty packed before and after the walk. So There's um, some cute firemen there. Yeah, there are. <laughs> <laughs> I visited that booth once or twice. <laughs> yeah, it's a favorite. It's a favorite. You know, we're just now working together with the different sponsors for their activation for what they're going to be doing. And a lot of them are going to be doing a lot of fun stuff this year. So registration opens that morning at 630 in the morning. Opening ceremonies will begin at 8, and then the walk will begin at 8.30, with everything really wrapping up at about 11. But there'll be stage activities starting at 7.30 in the morning and going all the way up until we actually all walk together on the course. The course this year is about two miles, so it's not a long route. And we've done that on purpose because we really want to encourage people to have conversation because it takes a community Mm -hmm. to really serve a breast cancer patient. And so when you're on the course, I don't really, I'm not always on the course because I'm always all over the place. But when you're on the course, and correct me if I'm wrong, you're having lots of conversations, Kara, right? I mean, I've seen your pictures afterwards and you're just... Well, it's crazy because like, I don't know why I do it, but I start interviewing people. Like if someone is like wearing something really unique or really fun, then I'll take my phone and I'll be like, do you mind if I ask you a couple of questions? And like I post it on my social media platforms. I send it to you, Jill, so that you can have it and you can use it because it's just it's so inspiring as someone who's gone through that walk to like go through it next to somebody and find out like, why are you walking? Who are you walking for? Why does this mean so much to you? And why do you look so fabulous? Like, Mm -hmm. tell me a little bit about that. And so I'm constantly talking to people. I have no idea why I do it, but it's just something that really, it like just really feels good to me. It feels good to like honor what they're doing. And like for me to look at them and say like, I see you and I appreciate you for showing up. Yeah. And it's also really easy to identify our survivors that are participating in the walk. I'll talk a little bit about registration. There is no cost for people to register for our walk. We do encourage fundraising. So for those that raise $100 or more, you'll receive the official Komen t-shirt. But everybody that registers as a survivor or someone living with metastatic breast cancer, they receive a special pink t-shirt. And so you will see those special pink t-shirts throughout the walk. 
And also we've provided them in the past survivor signs. So they'll, Mm -hmm. how many years of survivorship and you will see them. And so it really does encourage that conversation when people are at the event. And then when they gather each year, because the walk has typically gathered each year, except Mm -hmm. for the last two years, Mm -hmm. when they come to Hope Village and they haven't seen somebody since a year, you know, they're usually gather and they're giving hugs and saying oh my god I haven't seen you how are you doing Mm -hmm. and then they stay in touch and again it is a community that helps a breast cancer patient go through what they're experiencing this is not a one person diagnosis breast cancer is when you hear somebody that's in your family or a loved one that has breast cancer it is really a coming together of everybody that you know and it takes a village and it takes a community for you to go ahead and fight this disease yes i still have my picture with my one plus year of being a breast cancer survivor and this year i get to take a picture with my five plus year so excited yeah but it's like that is something that's tattooed on my brain like Mm -hmm. holding up that sign being so excited having everyone like to be able to look at women that were holding up 20 plus years yeah like Mm -hmm. gave me hope and so now i feel like i'm one of those women that i've gone from my one year plus to now my five year plus sign and so i want to be that hope for other women and for families because you're right like you know, my journey, it wasn't me. My journey was my entire family. It was my entire village. It was my coworkers. It was everyone that stood by me and that just held me up when I didn't know if I could do it myself. And so like, that's why this walk is so important. It's the fundraising that's important, but it's the community. It's the spirit. It's the love that's just generated just because like minds are out there walking for something bigger and better than themselves and so like yay I'm so happy we're doing it again after a couple of years because you miss it you miss that camaraderie I want to look to my left and my right and see like that my sisters and my brothers are still here with me fighting with me trying to make a better world one that is breast cancer free yeah absolutely absolutely and I can't agree with you more I mean it is, you know, awe-striking when you're looking at the sea. One of the unique things that we do at our walk is that we have the Pathway of Hope, and that is where all the survivors will gather at Hope Village. And then before we start the opening ceremony, it is focused on survivors and thrivers. And we have a shoot that they will go down, and I won't give all the details of it, but it's going to be different than how it was in 2019, and it will be very touching. And so they'll be able to go down that. But that's how we start our opening ceremony is it's truly with the survivors and thrivers. And that is what this is about and wanting to have more Mm -hmm. survivors and thrivers. Absolutely. But before all that takes place at the opening ceremony, we have a photo opportunity with all the survivors that usually takes place about 730 in the morning. And then all the activities with regards to the survivors start to unfold at that point with this opening ceremony starting at eight. And then the uh, survivors and thrivers kicking off the walk at 830 or as soon as the ceremony ends, mm-hmm. which is typically between 825, 830, depending upon the timing. Mm-hmm. So um, it's a great time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm speaking with Jill Eaton, Executive Director of Inland Empire, Susan G. Komen, and Kara Adams, a breast cancer survivor. Kara, tell us how you got involved with Susan G. Komen. How did I get involved? How did I meet you for the... Oh, I remember how I <laughs> met you. 
So I was diagnosed May 3rd of 2016 with breast cancer. You know, I tell people all the time it was like this surprise that wasn't really a surprise. My mother had been diagnosed with breast cancer Mm -hmm. in her 60s. My grandmother had been diagnosed in her 70s. And so I wasn't surprised I was being diagnosed. I was just surprised that I was being diagnosed in my 40s. And I had a very young six-year-old little boy, you know, my husband. I didn't know what breast cancer was supposed to look like that young. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you're diagnosed before 45, you know, your chances, your morbidity chances, they change a bit because the younger you get it, typically the more aggressive it is. And I remember I talk about it a lot that like when you're being diagnosed, they give you like this pink bag and they give you this folder and, you know, it's supposed to be everything you should be able to expect with breast cancer, like everything you want to know right here in this little bag. And I looked at Troy, my husband, and I was like, I don't want this freaking bag. Like you keep the bag. I don't want it. If I don't have it, it means I don't have cancer. Like you keep it. I shouldn't have it yet. And I was so upset. But the thing about the bag is there was a flyer. And in the flyer, it was one of the organizations that Susan G. Komen supports, which is the Pink Ribbon Place. The Pink Ribbon Place. And it was a flyer about a group that you could go to, a support group. And so I really hadn't talked to my husband. You know, I'd barely talked to my mother about it. And the very first call I made was to the Pink Ribbon Place. Mm -hmm. And it was because it was maybe I was two or three days in and I was just so frightened. I was so frightened that I didn't know exactly what to be frightened about, Mm. which is like terror. And I made the phone call. I think Patty answered the phone Mm -hmm. and I was like, I was just diagnosed on Tuesday and I don't know what to do. I don't know where to start. I don't know who to go to. And I can't tell my family how scared I am. And so she said, we're having a, a retreat on Sunday. If you could come to the retreat, I think it would help. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't think so. I've got this. I've got that. And she's like, we're here for you. We're here for you either way. And it's those programs that connect humans, that connect people, that took something that was so devastating And it allowed me to give true feelings about how I was feeling. It allowed me to have a voice. It allowed me to be scared and not to worry about being strong for my son and my husband and my mother. It just allowed me to be me. And I remember standing up. You know, I hadn't spoke to anyone all day. I decided I was going to go at the last minute. I show up and people are, are really strong and they're saying all this these great words of encouragement. And I remember being the party pooper and I stood up and I said, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be with any of you. I don't want to join this gang. I don't want to be part of this group. I don't understand why I'm here. And I just start bawling and everyone just came up and they hugged me and they were like, we know where you are. And I think that spirit of togetherness, of womanness, of just, being human is what Susan G. Komen represents. Mm-hmm. It's it's those stories that you don't hear about. It's not just all of the research, which is so important, mm-hmm. but it's the human part of it. It's the human. It's when you discover that you've got this thing in you and you don't know what to do about it. Like mm-hmm. that is what 
keeps me coming back to Susan G. Komen. It's what, when Jill calls me, no matter what time, <laughs> no matter what day, I'm like, okay, Jill, because I want to be that to somebody else. I want to give that, give that hope to somebody else to say, like, I see you. I understand you. You will be okay. No matter what, no mm-hmm. matter what the diagnosis is, mm-hmm. you will be okay. We're here for you. Mm-hmm. Blood and- in, blood out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're not leaving this game. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So that's a little bit about how I got started with Susan G. COVID. <laughs> and it's just like helping. We hear so many new survivors that have questions and and the Komen website it really does have a lot of resources like you don't know what to ask your doctor when you're going in for a diagnosis in fact you're sitting there in a room and and you're like wow and you're you know you're it's a bit intimidating yes don't go by yourself yeah don't go by yourself we always encourage people to take someone with them take a notepad but Mm -hmm. also Komen has like what to ask your doctor when you're going for your visit so some of the things can be taken off of your mind but you can go ahead and print it out because it is an intimidating Mm -hmm. time and it is scary and so Komen wants to be that resource to go ahead and help the caregiver what we call the caregiver worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole well good thing instacart shoppers are as picky as you are they find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line they are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. As our co-survivor and also survivor during that time. Kara, I think it's important to note that when you talk about talking with other cancer survivors, you very casually said this. You said he or she. And I think that's important because breast cancer doesn't just affect women. Correct. Correct. It doesn't. I think it's 1% of... Well, how I know it is that this year there will be approximately 40,000 men that will be diagnosed Mm -hmm. with breast cancer. And we have male survivors that participate at the walk. And we've had actually male survivors that have participated in our activities, such Mm -hmm. as we had a program called Circle of Promise. It's now changed. It's evolved. It's now Stand for Her. But it was our African-American initiative. And we would host, and Kara was a guest speaker. Yes. That's how we really, really got connected with (laughs) And Kara's been a guest speaker, but we also had, oh my gosh, his name escapes me right now, but he's been our guest speaker and he's a male survivor. Kenneth? No, I think it's Dr. Taylor. And he was diagnosed and he worked actually in the medical industry and he would share his journey. And we had a lot of men that were, we had to do the last two years. The webinar was done online. We did the breakfast online Mm -hmm. and uh, through Zoom. And so you would be able to see him and we would have lots of men participating on the Zoom call and they were there to really recognize the woman in their life and what she was facing. 
And by the time that we'll call him Dr. Taylor at this point, um, was speak, <laughs> there was so many men that were asking questions and engaged after that because of his diagnosis and what he went through and to speak about it. So that people really understood what it meant for a man. They, you know, if you are diagnosed with breast cancer and you are a man, you still have to have a mammogram and mm -hmm. you still have to go through some of the similar things that a woman does. But it is important for men if they feel something to turn around and say something. And that's something that I share with everybody is that you know your body best. Yes. And so what's normal for you you know what's normal for you. So you need to have that conversation with your doctor, make healthy lifestyle choices, and really make sure that you're on top of the screening. And I think a really big takeaway is you have to be your own best advocate. Oh, 100%. You know, whether you're a woman or a man, typically a doctor who is looking at a man might not first think about breast cancer. And so you just have to continue to push, continue to make sure that your concerns are being heard and that they're being met. And, you know, we all do the best that we can with the information that we have available to us. But if you know in your gut something's not right, don't let it go. Speak you up. know, speak up, get a second opinion, get a third opinion, do whatever you have to do to make sure that you are being your own best advocate. And that's nothing to say, you know, anything wrong against our medical professionals and Correct. the wonderful people that are helping to save our lives every day. It's just that we're all human. And if it's not something that you're typically seeing, you might not think breast cancer. That might not be the first thing on your mind. And so just make sure that you are doing your self-checks, you're getting examined, you're getting your mammograms and you're saying something if you see something or if you feel something. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 100%. You know, I had my scare in, in 2017 and I did not have breast cancer, but I had a spot and we had it removed. It was a lumpectomy and I felt something. I said something. But again, I was the biggest advocate in when that happened mm -hmm. and making sure that we took care of it. I have a family history. My grandmother was a breast cancer survivor and why I became so closely connected with this cause and uh, why I wanted to do so much and be so heavily involved. And now, you know, when I first became working at Komen, I only had a handful of people that I knew that had breast cancer. Now I, w I know way too many mm -hmm. to even, you know, to continue to even count. And so I like I share with everybody that I talk to or somebody that was to make a phone call or, or call or ask for some type of advice or anything. I'm not a clinician, but I am strongly encourage everybody, you know, make sure that you take the time to know what's best for you. And you have these communications with your doctor. See, I was the worst. I was the worst patient. I was the worst advocate for myself. Everything that I could have done to do it the wrong way is how I did it. And I think that was like God's little like, okay, Kara, when I save you from this, you're going <laughs> to have to give back, which is why I kind of talk and I speak as much as I do in regards to this, because I don't have like, I don't know that anyone has a typical journey. cancer journey, but like, you know, for me, I knew it ran in my family, but I hadn't done any self examinations. I hadn't gotten a mammogram in about eight years and my husband like, you know, he's so sweet. He was like, oh, I want to let's do something romantic. Let's watch this movie. And so he puts on this movie that's called I Miss You Already with Drew Barrymore. But I watch this movie and it is so sad. Like the best friend dies of breast cancer. She leaves behind two, you know, beautiful kids and her husband. 
And like I'm bawling, like not like a pretty like quiet cry. Like I'm <laughs> crying out loud, you know, not coming out of my nose. Like it's <laughs> ugly. And my husband was like, we can turn it off. I didn't think it was going to do this. I thought it was going to be a romantic comedy. But thank God he didn't. Thank God we watched it because it might have been a Saturday. And by Monday, I had made a appointment to get a mammogram. And within two weeks, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. Two weeks after that, I was having my first surgery. You know, I ended up having a double mastectomy. And, you know, my life will forever be changed because of that movie, because of my husband getting it. And I'm just like so many other women, like tomorrow, I'll go get it tomorrow. I'll go do this tomorrow. You know, I'll go take care of myself tomorrow. You know, I'm going to be last and that's okay because I'm a good mom and good wife. But really, I just, you know, I think we have to slow down. We have to take care of ourselves. We have to get our checks and our mammograms. Because things could have been so much, so much worse. Mm -hmm. You know, when I was diagnosed, I was diagnosed with stage one, type two, triple positive breast cancer. So my cancer, if you breathed on me hard enough, it would grow a little bit. Mm -hmm. So it just loved everything. My cancer loved to eat. And so it was growing very quickly. And by the time I had my first surgery, it had already grown beyond the borders. And I had to have another one. And you know, just my my journey was really tough and it was hard. And I'm thankful for every hair that fell out of my head, every scar that I have, because now it just makes me so much more passionate. And, you know, when I was going through my journey of getting diagnosed, I would tell the doctors like, oh, no, that's it's OK. I don't need a biopsy that if you think it's a cyst, it's a cyst. Like it's nothing more. It's OK. And they'd be like, just, so, you know, that that intuition, that nag, like, let's just let's just do a biopsy. And I'd get the biopsy and they'd say, oh, well, I, I think you should go see, you know, I think you should go see the surgical oncologist. And I was thinking, well, OK, like, it's not cancer. Like, and I told my husband, don't go with me. Like, they're just going to tell me like they're going to watch it in a, you know, watch it for a year. Everything will be OK. I probably just have like, I don't know, like a cyst or something. And then again, God was telling my my husband, no, go with her, because that's exactly what happened at my appointment. I was told that I did, in fact, have cancer. And then I didn't hear not one word after that. Like it took him about oh. 10 minutes to actually say the C word. And then once he did, I completely, I was no longer in the room. And it's like what they tell you when you're having an outer body experience. And my doctor looked at my husband and said, she can't process anything else. Write everything I'm getting ready to say down. And we didn't have paper. We didn't have anything. And he was writing on the rice paper or whatever that you lay on for your examination. My husband was writing everything on that. Because he said this next few weeks are going to be a whirlwind. Everything has to change, you know. And so when you're being faced with something so big, just know like you can handle it, but you'll need help. You'll need someone to lean on. You'll need someone who can carry you during the times where you can't walk and you can't carry yourself. And that's what Susan G. Komen, if you don't have that in a spouse or a family member, you'll have that in their organization. You'll have it in the support. 
you know, I pray that you do have it or that you never have to deal with this particular diagnosis or disease. But if you do, you'll be okay. You'll get through it. I'm speaking with Jill Eaton, Executive Director of Inland Empire, Susan G. Komen, and Kara Adams, a breast cancer survivor. What would you say to someone who is facing a breast cancer diagnosis or if they know someone who needs help? I would tell them not to try and do it alone, to not try to be too strong, like let yourself feel whatever you're going to feel and find a support group. Find a group that will help you through it because this is going to be the hardest thing you have ever done in your whole life. You will never do anything harder. So get a good group, get a support group, and just face it. It's not going to go away, so you got to face it. And I would also like to chime in and let people know that we have resources for people that are experiencing this, and they can go ahead and connect with Komen by going to 1-877-465-6636 or visit dot org, and you can call that number and you can talk with a patient navigator or a social worker that would be able to help them also direct them to the resources that they may need. Also, it's a helpline. And so we hope that people are able to go ahead and connect through that to get the care that they may need. Um, it is a helpline. It's manned Monday through Friday between the hours of 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. On the weekends, you can still visit the Komen.org. The Susan G. Komen Inland Empire More Than Pink Walk takes place Sunday, October 9th at Town Square Park in Marietta. Our own David will be DJing the event. How can people sign up and give us any tips that you have for fundraising? Oh, absolutely. So you can sign up for the walk at Komen dot org backslash ie walk again that's komen k-o-m-e-n dot org backslash ie walk and tips for fundraising so there's all kinds of great fun ways to go ahead and get started a lot of the teams they do t-shirt sales or t-shirts for a donation so some of our largest teams they get pretty creative and so for a donation you can go ahead and get a t-shirt Some others are doing, that have some of the larger teams, some of the corporate teams. One of the teams has uh, Office Olympics. And and it's a lot of fun on some of them. They'll have, they do all kinds of different activities with their Office Olympics. Let's see. And then there's bake sales. One of them is doing something with bowling, um, which I'm hoping to learn more about. So they're going to be doing something that way. But everybody is very creative and unique on how they how they handle their fundraising with part of the office Olympics group that they do. They also have a pie throwing contest. And so they have their supervisors lined up and for a certain amount of a donation, they're able to throw a pie. Oh, it is a great one. They raise it. They actually raise a lot of money on that. Um, So it's one of the fun causes. And then I just learned that somebody else is going to be doing a dunk tank similar to with the supervisor so they're going to put their supervisor mm. and the president <laughs> in a dunk tank if they're able to raise their goal so that'll be fun as well i've been speaking with jill eaton executive director of inland empire susan g Komen, and kara adams a breast cancer survivor any last thoughts for us yeah if you're coming out to the walk we encourage you to sport your best pink Like Kara said, there's a lot of tutus, there's a lot of pink, there's a lot of pink wigs, there's a lot of different things. So, you know, come out, be creative as you possibly can. I love the tutus. Please. 
You yeah. cannot have enough tutus. I have a tutu. I'll be in a tutu that day. I have a tutu and a baseball cap, a shirt, and so, and I'll be rocking some crazy socks as well. So I'm thankful for the generosity that we've received from K-Frog listeners as well as from K-Frog. Um, David, especially, I've worked closely with him on a couple different campaigns, to Kara and everybody and all the sponsors for their support in really helping the breast cancer community here, especially in Riverside and San Bernardino counties. And can't thank everybody enough and looking forward to um, the support and looking forward to new people and new teams to be out there. I do want to add one more thing. We do have a mobile app, which makes it a lot of fun for the Komen Walk. And a lot of our returning teams and new participants may not know this. It's called the More Than Pink Walk app. And it tracks your steps. So you can start practicing and we have a leaderboard for how many steps you're taking and also for fundraising so they go hand in hand but this app is the easiest thing to go ahead and use to go ahead and work with your team to go ahead and raise much necessary funds to go and help those facing breast cancer diagnosis easy it is very easy (laughs) the Mm -hmm. name of the game it's Mm -hmm. easy easy tell us again how we can register sure it is komen.org backslash ie walk. Thank you so much for coming in today and thank you for making a difference in our community. Thank you so much for having us. Absolutely. This is really fun. Thanks. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.